That's taken from a 2013 album by Earth, Wind, and Fire, and of course, Philip Bailey, God in Light. thought it was appropriate to open up this podcast entitled Validation. I am the son of Yahuwah. I encourage you to listen to that song again. It's a beautiful song. It has a lot of meaning, especially during the Parousia, the presence of Messiah Yahusha, and of course, the incoming of the kingdom of Yahuwah. Again, the title track of that song is God in Light. I am the son of Yahuwah, and I'd like to welcome you to this podcast. I want to thank you for allowing me to come into your homes. 
reason why I entitled this podcast Validation is because of a, a line in that song, God and Lights by Earth, Wind and Fire. And that line was, see the symbols to know the plan. Well, the signs are before us, brothers and sisters, children of Yahuwah Elohim. The signs are before us. And they've become more apparent, more obvious to us since the 1908 uh, blast in Siberia signifying the ouster of Satan, that is the collection of angels networking as one behind the name Satan the Devil, of which they were banished from heaven and confined to the uh, vicinity of our earth. I spoke to you in several podcasts concerning the the um, bomb blast in Siberia in 1908. And I will continue to remind you of that, that it was a bomb blast that just came out of nowhere to which there was no fragmentation of comet or asteroid within the 836 square, uh, square miles of that blast, that, circum- that circumference. They found no fragmentation, no fragments of any meteor, asteroid, comet. It just happened out of thin air. And as I stated before, where science um, and researchers failed to give you an accurate and thorough answer to that um, Siberian blast in 1908, Yahuwah Elohim's word, known to us today as the Bible, gives us an accurate and thorough explanation as to how that or why uh, that bomb blast out of seemingly nowhere occurred. Felt 35 miles away and knocked over a thousand people. It injured over a thousand people. Many of them got knocked to their feet. And it admitted over 185 times more TNT than the blast that took out 20,000 people in Hiroshima, Hiroshima, we should say, in Japan. Um, one of the bombs that was detonated over top of the city of Hiroshima. That bomb blast not only signified the ouster of Satan and the demonic accomplices known as Satan from heaven, but it was also the beginning of Messiah Yahushua's rulership as the son uh, designated king of the kingdom of Yahuwah or as some modern day translations of the Bible in English and various other languages say the kingdom of God. But this is exactly what the Son of Yahuwah podcast is about. It is certainly about seeing the symbols to know the plan. Quite frankly, Yahuwah inspired the prophet Amos to say in chapter 3 of his book, inspired by, uh, called by his name, in verse 7, Surely, the sovereign Lord, that is Yahuwah, does nothing without revealing his plan or his secrets to his servants, the prophets. The very next verse says this. The lion has roared. Who will not be afraid or be in fear? The sovereign Lord, Yahuwah, has spoken. Who won't prophesy? Now we can actually see where we're going with this. Again, the title of this podcast is called Validation. Well, I'm actually coming up with scriptures to validate my being chosen 
in these particular days and times as a prophet of Yahuwah for your benefit today. Because as I've said before in many um, lectures here on the streets of Seattle and to many people, if not me, then who? Who are you going to turn to for some form of enlightenment? Certainly, I haven't seen anyone on social media who has come somewhere, come anywhere close to accurately and thoroughly proclaiming to you the realities, the ushering in of the kingdom of Yahuwah by means of his son, Messiah Yahusha. There are some out there. I'm not the only one. Elijah the prophet thought that he was the only one that was used by Yahuwah Elohim at the time that Queen Jezebel was looking for him. And and Yahuwah explained to him, don't you worry, I have 7,000 others out here. So there are more. But right here in the United States and on the the social platforms that you find the, the Son of Yahuwah podcast, who, besides the son of Yahuwah, has the credentials to accurately and thoroughly, by means of Yahuwah Elohim's inspired word, the Bible, Ruach HaKadosh, Holy Spirit, and with the aid of secular historians, has come to present to you the accuracy and the the authenticity as well as the the reliability of biblical prophecy than the son of Yahuwah. I have seen none yet. I have come across none. There are groups out there. And I know who they are. And they're very discreet about, uh, very discreet about disseminating this message to you. Messiah Yahusha said in chapter 8 of the book of Luke, verses 9 to 10. To you, it is granted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of God, of Yahuwah. But to the rest, it is in illustrations. That by hearing They may not understand. And by seeing, they may not get the meaning of it. And there are many people in the world today that I have spoken to that Yahuwah Elohim has has privileged me to speak to about the kingdom of Yahuwah. And they just don't get it. As a matter of fact, uh, Messiah Yahusha even exclaimed himself as the disciples, students of scripture teach us how to pray. And he said, pray then this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. One of the first most important things of scripture is our Father having his children here on earth to glorify and honor his name before all creation. This is simply what he wants us to do. There's, there's no better thing that we can do right now than to give glory and praise, uh, proper adoration to our Father in heaven for all he has bestowed upon us in the course of our lives, in the course of those who have come before us and those who will come behind us. And the second most important thing is letting people know about the realities of his theocracy, a, a true governmental agency of administering angels doing the work up above as he he would like for us to do here on earth. Again, if not me, the son of Yahuwah, then who? Regarding Abraham, Yahuwah said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? That's the question. Should he hide from you 
you who have a, div a, a divine right to know what our Father plans to do in the days to come, shall he hide it from you or shall he reveal it to you so that you can make an informed decision as to what you want to do regarding the information that's been disseminated to you by means of these podcasts, by means of the operation of Ruach HaKadosh, Holy Spirit, the ministering support of angels up under his authority and authority of Messiah Yahusha. And of course, his written word, as well as groups of others. That was taken from Genesis chapter 18, verse 17. At the 25th Psalm, verse 14, King David was inspired to write, Friendship with Yahuwah is for those who fear him. And he makes known to them his covenant. The fear that he's talking about is not the type of morbid type fear that will cause us to be afraid of him. That is not the type of fear that he wishes to inculcate in our heart or instill there. The type of fear that he would like us to inculcate um, by means of drawing close to him by, by means of his word is a healthy fear. A fear, uh, uh, a, a, a respectful fear, you know, of displeasing him. Much like the type of fear that we have when we know we've done something wrong that our parents would be disheartened over. Or our children has done something wrong um, that we would, be, uh, we would be disheartened over. That's the type of fear that he's, he would like us to inculcate and draw close to him. And it comes by reading his word and meditating on it because it's by means of his word that he chooses to reveal himself. And as we begin, as we begin to take in this accurate knowledge of this truth, um, he begins to um, transform us um, and to um, cause us to, to see things the way he wants us to see them and not the way we want to see him. He certainly wants to have a close and personal relationship with us, with his earthly children. That is simply the reason why he created us. And what loving father wouldn't want to have a relationship with their children? Vice versa. What child wouldn't want to have a relationship with their father or their parents? There are many around the world who chooses The latter. They want to have a relationship with those of us who are parents. Let's talk about the rebellion in Eden. For example, in Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. And comparing that with Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. We could see where Yahuwah told Adam everything he needed to know. To enjoy life in the paradise garden that he, he set him in. And then he gave him the privilege of sharing what he had um, made known to Adam with his wife. Eve never talked directly to Yahuwah Elohim. Only Adam did. And like I said, it was a, um, a cherub who was given the the assignment, the divine assignment to make sure that Adam do everything that Yahuwah um, would like for him to do, would be pleased at in um, spreading this garden-like part um, with paradise conditions throughout the entire earth. And that's exactly what has happened because there is just simply no way with all the children they were created to have, they would just have stayed in that little parcel of land, probably the size of, of Israel or the state of Ohio, maybe the state of Washington. Eventually, the more children they have, we, we can actually see the expansion of that paradise home throughout the earth. And that is exactly what his plans are to this day.
to have righteous and obedient mankind uplifted to perfection, human perfection, living here on earth under paradise conditions. That's exactly what he has made known to us in the beginning, in the middle of the inspired Holy Scriptures known to us today as the Bible. And in the end, in the last book, and the, the next chapter, next to the last chapter, Revelation chapter 21, verses 1. As a matter of fact, verse 1, it says, Here I am creating a new heavens and a new earth. It is simply his plans and purpose to have a, a beautiful planet with righteous and obedient children loving him and supporting his sovereignty and just doing things as pleasing in his sight. But Eve knew enough to make a sound decision and to uh, to not side with Satan the devil. She knew enough. She said, oh, for God said that we must not eat of it. No, we must not touch it. Yahweh Elohim told, didn't tell Adam not to touch that tree. What Adam did was he reiterated what the father told him by means of this angel who was covering according to Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 13, 14, and 15. And it was an angel. It wasn't no snake, no boa constrictor python. No anaconda, not even a gardener. It was an it was an angelical being, an intelligent being that looked like them, but in a spiritual sense. He had the ability to morph into a human body to be seen and viewed. And this is simply the reason why it was easy for Eve to carry on an intelligent conversation with this angelical being. Obviously, she had had conversations with this angel before and seen him around. But she knew enough about the prohibition of not uh, having anything to do with that tree that she said, no, we must not eat of it. No, we must not touch it. Yahweh Elohim didn't tell Adam to touch that tree. Adam reiterated to his wife what God told him and then reinforced what Yahweh Elohim told him by telling his wife, don't even go near the tree. Stay away from it. Don't touch it. Now, our eyes are bound to be open. We see that many um, evangelists, uh, chaplains, priests, pastors, reverends, haven't taught their parishioners that. Had they done so, I think the world would be a lot better place. I think many of us today in the world would have a better understanding and a better grip on what Yahoo's plans is. Again, the title of this podcast, Validation. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 7. And we see, and we compare that to Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. Here, at the onset of their sinning, which they didn't begin to sow fig leaves the moment they began to eat of the tree, the knowledge good and bad, they all of a sudden, their eyes were bound to be open, and, and they, it didn't happen that fast. It happened over a period of time. But their consciousness was bothering them, just like a conscious, our conscience would bother us when we do something wrong over a period of time until we, you know, apply the, the ransom, the benefits of the ransom sacrifice of Messiah Yahushua and ask the Father in heaven to forgive us of our shortcomings, you know, and he will. And that forgiveness certainly clears up our conscience and makes us feel a lot better makes us feel a lot better it would make us feel a lot better than walking around with a sully dirty conscience knowing that we have done something wrong um to which maybe no one else would know about it but our father in heaven certainly know about it you know what i'm saying so it's always better and, and it is certainly advantageous and, and beneficial to pray to our father in heaven for forgiveness when we know that we've done something apart from what anybody else may know I wouldn't want you to carry that burden around and neither does our Father in Heaven, Yahuwah. But they sold um, uh, coverings um, for themselves. They out of leaves, you know. But then when we go to Genesis 3.21, we see that Yahuwah Elohim made uh, garments of skin for Adam and, and his wife to clothe them. That means that he had to show them the, the, the atoning um, for their sins. 
That means that an animal had to have been sacrificed in order to get the skins. And in the process of giving them skins, showing them how to, to, to make clothes out of, out, of, out, of, out of animals, because they never, they would, that right there just goes to tell, shows us also that um, they weren't supposed to eat animals. They were supposed to be vegetarians. But because of that, life is in the blood. He, should, he, he, he allowed another angel, apart from the one who was covering, to show them a sacrifice, uh, a blood atoning, sin atoning sacrifice, which was foreshadowing and prefiguring the coming of a Messiah in the future. And that's exactly what that is. And then we see some time later the reason why Cain killed Abel. And because that tradition was passed on down to them from their, from their parents. And it wasn't that fruit was bad. He bought the, the best of the fruit. And, and, and the fruits end up becoming a feast in Israel, the, the feast of first fruits. But that was not what Yahuwah told them to do to atone for their sins and their mistakes and their transgressions over an extended period of time. He, he told them all to get an animal and to sacrifice the animal because life and the sin and tony benefits of the ransom is in the blood. And Abel did just that. It says he was a tiller of the sheep. And so Cain got upset and became very aggressive and began to entertain murderous intentions because Yahuwah looked upon favor on Abel by any means, by, by whichever way he did so, he did it to uh, the consternation of Cain. And he warned Cain. Would there not be a blessing for you if you just do what I ask you to do? And he didn't do it. And so Cain actually foreshadowed people who, who really do believe that they have a relationship with Yahuwah, but they don't because they're not doing what they really need to be doing as far as applying the ransom of the benefits of Messiah Yahushua's ransom sacrifice in their stead. For one, they changed the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day of, of, of observance and worship of Yahuwah from Saturday, the seventh day to Sunday, the first day. That's a no-no. But you got people going to their congregations thinking it's okay. And then they appoint to a scripture where he said that let each man be convinced in his own mind. But that is not what the Apostle Paul meant. The Apostle Paul meant there are some those outside of, of, of the Mosaic law who who has this day of worship set for this day and that day of worship set for that day. But as for us, the Sabbath day is Saturday. That's what he was signifying. Otherwise, he would not have kept it, nor would Yahuwah Elohim allow um, the physician Luke to record it in, in Acts chapter 17, had it been his intention to change that day. And then he had the Apostle John write, say, if anyone makes additional change, anything that's written in the, in the scroll, the prophecy of this book, blah, 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 blah. That's in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. And then Moses was, um, was certainly... Um, inspired to tell the nation of Israel before going into the promised land to remember the Sabbath. So certainly, and then Messiah Yahushua kept the Sabbath. I think it was like 42 times he did miracles, resurrected the dead, changed the, the, the elements of, of, of the weather, fed people, healed people on the Sabbath. That is a universal prohibition to uphold. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's some good can come out of that. We don't have to go to a service. I mean, it would be nice to, to get around a group of people, believers, people related to us in the faith, people who believe in the Sabbath day of observance and worship. I know I do. But you can take your children to the zoo and, and talk about how Yahuwah created the, the animals. And there's other things that we can do, play board games, card games that um, that will increase our knowledge of Yahweh Elohim.
But Cain's murder of his brother Abel also prefigured this. It was the first act of murder due to religious intolerance. And how many wars over the, over, over the course of mankind's history have been started due to an act of religious intolerance? Many wars, many people lost their lives because of what someone else believed. As a matter of fact, Messiah Yahushua said that the day is going to come when those who murder or kill another man is going to think they did a thing pleasing to God. And that has certainly been true. Noah was another man uh, who prefigured in God's plans of revealing his plans before he decided to do something. For instance, uh, it says of Noah, then Noah built an ark for the saving of his household. He didn't alter the plans. And that's what we do when we draw close to the Father, particularly at these times when we're uh, doing the um, parousia of Messiah Yahushua's presence and kingdom power. But after the flood, in, 8, 20, uh, in chapter 8, verses 20 and 21, it says of Noah, then Noah built an altar and sacrificed burnt offerings on it, which pleased Yahuwah. Again, he offered an animal sacrifice. The blood poured out for the forgiveness of the sin. And because of that act, he became known as a preacher of righteousness. But the, the, we become Adam and Eve's descendants by means of the earth was repopulated by means of Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. So we have our attachment to Adam and Eve by means of Noah. Had it not been for the sacrifices of Noah and his family, we would not be here on this earth. Abraham made many sacrifices, but the most important sacrifice he made was the sacrificing of his son, who in his own right was a 20-year-old man. So he knew enough about allowing himself to be sacrificed after being told that he was going to be the ultimate sacrifice. Now, I don't know what you get out of this, but what that prefigured was the greater Abraham, Yahuwah himself, giving up his son, the greater Isaac, as a propitiatory sacrifice for all of us, past, present, or future. And that sacrifice is still in effect. Again, we go back to Noah and it says, when warned about things not clearly seen or understood or literally seen with the naked eye in holy fear, in holy fear built an ark to save his family and because of his faith, condemned the world of humanity of his day, becoming an heir to righteousness. So he set an example for all of us to, to heed. Let's talk about the, the Passover. You know, the anointing of the, the lamb's blood. And on the inside, during the Passover, they ate the food, which was called a, a setter. Okay? Um, and it was for people who wasn't fortunate enough to have uh, an animal to anoint their doorposts. Um, with the animal's blood foreshadowing, again, the coming of the Messiah. Isaiah spoke about his son being given to us. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, it says that the government, quote unquote, will be on his shoulder and he will reign on King David's throne and over his kingdom, which 1115 of Revelation says the kingdom of our world did become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. So, the borders of, uh, of, of, of King David's rulership being that Christ is installed as, as heir apparent and, and, and successor to his kingship um, is going to extend throughout the entire earth. And it says that the zeal of Yahuwah Elohim will accomplish this. At Isaiah chapter 52, verse 13 and 15. That prophet was inspired by the Holy Spirit, or shall we say, Ruach HaKadosh, um, to write about the suffering and glory of Messiah Yahushua, saying, so he will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of him. 
For what they were not told, they will clearly see with their eyes of understanding. And what they have not heard, they will understand. And that's exactly what the Son of Yahweh podcast is all about. Many people in the world are missing the parousia of Messiah Yahusha, one of the most exciting times in the history of mankind. And these people are going to lose their lives because they're not, first of all, they lack a sense of urgency into the times and seasons which we live in. They don't see the composite sign, the earthquakes, the food shortages, the many wars, global, and the pandemics that has affected many people around the world. And they certainly ain't uh, being uh, told about the generation of people who's going to witness the outbreak of all of these global features of the composite sign and the parousia of Messiah Yahusha. Uh, the 20th century being the most murderous, deadliest, and most lethal century known to mankind. Um, and of course, during the Siberian blast of 1908, as I stated earlier in the podcast, it was the beginning of the kingdom rulership of Messiah Yahusha. Um, and then we go into what we've seen. Besides all that, we've seen the French and, um, France, uh, disenfranchisement of certain ethnic groups. We've seen widening gaps of the, of, of the status quo between the rich and the poor. All of these are hallmarks and certainly signs of Messiah Yahusha's parousia and kingdom power. We've seen pretty much everything that's going on is getting worse and worse and worse, increasing in Frequency, intensity, and severity. It's just getting worse and worse and worse all the time. Another feature of the sign that many people just don't see with their eyes of understanding is that the Father said because of the, 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 the traditions of many religious systems that have been built up over the, the millenniums and particularly over the, over the centuries, that he's going to let an operation of error come to mankind. And they're going to go to believe in the lie. And that's exactly what's happening. You got people believing in this horoscope uh, as if, you know, this was a, a creation of God to, to guide us to, uh, to the gates of the kingdom of heaven. You got people believing that there's a hell that the Father has created for, the, for those who are not worthy of, of seeing the pearly gates of heaven. You got so many people placating the dead, uh, and we have so many um, scriptural references of of of, the, of showing that this is just simply uh, the activity of demonic accomplices, invisible and visible. It's just a deception of Satan. All of these things are being made known to my brothers and sisters in these podcasts, and I delight. And sharing these things with you. Um, but don't get it twisted. Do not become confused about this. Our Father in Heaven is wanting to strip you of everything of who you think you are. Because who you think you are is nothing but a, a mental construct um, based on the cultural mindset that you have inherited and developed over the course of your life. Your education. Your association with other family relatives and friends who have had an impact on what you believe and don't believe, um, your personal experiences, your college education, your religious background. There's many things that go into uh, this mental construct of who you think you are. That if we was to take that mental construct, the name, labels, and titles of everything of who that built you up, who you think you are, and we just shatter that, then who would you be then? Who would we be? If someone just stripped us of every name and label and title that we've come to know about, from Jordans to Maseratis to, you know, uh, beautiful homes with names, everything that we pretty much see in the world has a name, label, or title attached to it. Something for some type of form or, or, or uh, inspiration or another. Is given a name. Um, but we is to strip ourselves of all of that. 
Who am I then? And that's just exactly what Yahuwah Elohim intends to do and wants to do by means of the Ruach HaKadosh. Because those things tend to stand in the way of what he wishes to accomplish um, with us uh, and, and developing a close, deep and sincere personal relationship with us. They stand in the way. I said one time in one of the podcasts about the Energy Dragon movie with Bruce Lee and how he was just getting shredded to pieces. And, um, and, and all of a sudden he heard a, a, a voice that was resonating deep within him say, in order to destroy the image, break the mirrors. And that's all the mental construct is. It's just, it's like a, a fun house of mirrors within us of different proportions. And it, it really does affect our relationship, not only with our father and his son, but with each other. And this is the reason why we have a disenfranchisement of certain ethnic races being picked on by other races. Of which our father said in his word, he does not lift one race over another. But every man who fears him respectfully and works righteousness towards him is acceptable to him. Even chapter in chapter eight of, of the book of Acts, we, we hear about the Ethiopian eunuch who was a treasurer under Queen Kadachi of Ethiopia. And he was going to Jerusalem to the temple to uh, pay homage to Yahweh Elohim. Cornelius was a Gentile man, a Roman authority, and he um, was a man of a different ethnic race. And it led to him being baptized. So the word is going out. It is going out. My next question is this, brothers and sisters. If not me, the son of Yahuwah, once again, then who? Who is accurately and thoroughly enlightening you in the manner of all biblical prophets by means of Yahuwah's written word? The chronologies of secular history. Who was doing it? I mean, there are some out there. But I have ran across none um, on social media on which the Son of Yahuwah's podcasts are made available, readily available to you. Neither have they gotten a hold of me. R, the letter R, C as in Curtis, N as in Nancy, R, C, N, Seattle, 2, the number 2, at gmail.com. And I would love to talk to you about this, but no one has gotten a hold of me. Which, I'm not concerned about that because, as it said in the movie, The Field of Dreams, this is, this is Yahuwah's doing. You know, this is all Yahuwah. If you build it, they will come. Everything that I am doing, everything I am is because of Yahuwah Elohim, our Father in heaven. And I give proper praise and glory and respect and adoration to him as we all should. I, um, as it is, I, I, I was like this, this is prophetically, or I should say emphatically, not just prophetically, but emphatically, it is emphatically said as it is written in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Eye has not seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it been conceived within the mind of man. The things that Yahuwah Elohim has prepared for those who love him. And he has made known all of these things and revealed them to us by means of Ruach HaKadosh, his spirit. On the other hand, my brothers and sisters, the Apostle Paul, Stated in Acts chapter 28 verses 26 and 27. And he was quoting Isaiah. He said, go to this people and say, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have shut their eyes and closed their eyes, 
Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. There is healing in the wings for those who accept this message of truth regarding the parousia of Messiah Yahusha and the birth of the kingdom of Yahuam, of Yahuwah Elohim. His theocracy in the heaven is ruling amidst our enemies. Just look at the world around you. You don't have to figure it out no more. It's being revealed to you. So I, I really uh, encourage you all to take this opportunity to draw close to our Father in Heaven. And I do mean to draw close to our Father in Heaven because He really does care about us all. He cares about us, every last one of us. And I would like for you people to know that He does. You, you, you have to feel it. I know I do. I know I do. So I leave you, my brothers and sisters, with a beautiful song by the sounds of Sinai. And it's called Adoration. Um, listen to it, because it's, 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 it's truly um, a, a song that's going to... Um, put you in there it's going to put you there it's going to it's just going to put you there and you're going to feel so good about um hearing this song all right my brothers and sisters so hey um, enjoy yourselves thank you for um listening to this podcast and i'll leave you with the sounds of sinai our praises go to yahuwah elaim Messiah Yahusha and to all families of the earth who owe their existence to our Father in His Son's name. Peace be upon you.
No one knows what tomorrow brings. All we have is here and now. So if your heart is filled with hurt and pain, let's come together and work it out. If you have heart with your brother, don't let the sun go down. Only through his law can we live in harmony. Let the word of God show you how. Just want the meditations of 